Hello, this is Reverend Erechehim. I'm glad to come to you through this medium. As you listen to the word of God today, I pray that you will be impacted, your life will be transformed, and you experience God. Kingdom blessings. This morning I'll be speaking on new territories. New territories. New territories. Our theme for this month is new territories in the year of fruitfulness. Let's bow and pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that you will speak to us this morning. Give us understanding and revelation. And give me a nimble mind, an agile thought that I may communicate to your people, the oracles of God. Amen. Turn your Bibles to Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3 verse 1 to 4. I read verse 1 to 4 and I read 7 to 8. I'll go back and forth within that and touch other ones. So in Joshua chapter 3 verse 1 to 4, the Bible says, Then Joshua arose early in the morning and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and the lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that, that the officers went out through the camp and they commanded the people saying when you see the ark of the covenant of the lord your god and the priest and the levite bearing it then you shall set out from your place and go after it yet there shall be a space between you and it about two thousand cubits by measure don't do not come near it that you may know the way by which you must go for you have not passed this way before. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders amongst you. Let's read verse 7 to 8. Then, and the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to assault you in the face of all Israel, that you may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. You shall command the priests who bear the ark of the covenant, saying, when you come to the edge of the Jordan, you shall stand in the Jordan. Hallelujah. Now, in this month of taking new territories, it's very important that we understand that God is going to take us into new things. And this story here talks about Israel going into the promised land. The Bible says that they journeyed for 40 years. And last Friday night, I was telling the, those who were with us, and those who watched us online, that the Bible said when they came to a particular time, God had to come and inform Joshua that your boss is dead. And I made a profound statement that sometimes when your boss travels, don't be targeting his, his chair. Because some people, all they are interested in their boss's chair. But the issue with Joshua was that God had to come and tell him that, look, the man you are following is, die, is dead. So and now arise and take your journey. And for 40 years, they were at the brink of the Jordan. And the Bible says that God comes and commands him and he begins to instruct them as to how they should cross over. I want you to know that God is bringing us into a place of new opportunities, new challenges, new jobs, new networks. And it's very important that we take instructions as to where we are going. If God is going to open for you a new territory, it's not an old territory. It's a new space you are going into. It's not something you are used to. But it's very critical that 
is God who is leading you and you must be able to follow and get to where God has called you. So the first thing that we must look at if we're going to take new territory is that we must rely on God's presence. In verse 3 and 4, then, and he commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest bearing it, then you shall set out from the place and go after it. In a new territory, the ark of the covenant symbolizes the presence of God and it also symbolizes the government of God amongst the people of God. And the ark had this following thing. The first thing the ark had was the tablets, which was of stone and which is the Ten Commandments written by God's hand himself. The Ten Commandments testify of our need for the Savior and that it served as the blueprint for the Christian life. The second thing was the, the supernaturally preserved pot of manna that reminded the people of God that Jesus is the bread of life. So in that same Ark of the Covenant, there was this pot of manna that never, that never got spoiled. Remember that when we read the Old Testament, any time Israel collected manna, the next day it goes bad. But this very one was never, never spoiled. It also represents Jesus Christ who is the bread of life. Then the third thing that was in the Ark of the Covenant is Aaron's rod burden, which reminds us that God is a miracle-working God and nothing's impossible with him. And the Bible says here that they should keep an eye on the ark. They should keep an eye on the ark. And that is very important. It said that when the ark set out to go, keep an eye on the ark. And it says that the priest bore the ark on their shoulders. The priest bore the ark on their shoulders. And the Bible says that, that let there be a space between you and the ark about 2,000 cubics. Why 2,000 cubics? Because the, 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 the purpose is that we must make sure that the distance between we and the presence of God must be clear and also to help Israel follow through, the purpose of it is that everybody must see the ark. So when people are close to the ark, they can see the way. But the priest will bear the ark and the Lord will lead them. And that means that if we are going to succeed in this year, if we are going to take territories in this year, we must follow God for ourselves. You must follow God for yourself. Because when, assuming this was the ark, where I'm standing is the ark, and anybody stands here, maybe leaders stand here, and there's a crowd, and there are six million people, nobody behind will see the ark. But the purpose of the space is that when they are walking, everybody should see the ark and follow where the ark is going. What it means is that I am not going to follow God for you. You must it's not God. I am not Jesus Christ. I've never been nailed before. Don't let anyone deceive you. And nobody work magic for you. You must follow God. Follow God for yourself. Follow through the system yourself. Pray yourself. Fast for yourself. Just imagine that on a, on a Monday, I, I fast for Brother Chere. On Tuesday, I fast for Pastor Nat. On, on Wednesday, I fast for Pastor Deborah. On and Thursday, I fast, I fast for the apostle who is among you. On the, on, on the Thursday, I fast for Solis. On the Friday, I fast for uh, Melissa. And on Saturday, I fast for um, uh, 
and Raphia and, and, and Sunday, I fast for Brother Solomon. Me, I don't know how to eat. So I should be fasting for you. I will fast with you. I will pray with you. Like that. No. <laughs> some of you will carry, some people will carry milk, carry sugar, carry milo, and go and give a prayer warrior to fast for me. I will eat. And so we are praying. Don't dare it. And some people want people to fast for them. So me, I should be fasting while you are eating. Eh? Me, I don't know that food is sweet. Who told you that Agbalikakolo and, uh, and, uh, and uh, coconut is not nice? Who told you Fufu and Abengwa is not nice? Who told you that okra soup and banku is not nice? It's nice, pa. Then me, I should be eating and fasting. Know God for yourself. It says that don't get close, but let your eyes be on the ark. And if you are going to take new territories, your eyes must be on the presence of God. Say, my eyes will be on the presence of God. Say, I will know God for myself. You must be determined to keep your eyes on Jesus. Israel kept their eyes on Jesus. In this year, your eyes must not be on the priest. Your eyes must not be on the pastor. The ark was different from the priest. The presence of God is different from the pastor. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. And I, I can tell you that Jesus never disappoints. A pastor can disappoint you. A man of God can disappoint you. But Jesus will not disappoint you. Number two, we must depend on God's power. In verse 5, he says that, And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow God will do wonders among you. Sanctification is important. Anytime the camp around there is a waiting period. And it says that tomorrow God will do wonders amongst you. Because God wanted to show them wonders. But they had to camp and sanctify. If you are going to see the power of God in your life, sanctification is very important. Keeping yourself holy, keeping things holy, having a, a godly attitude is very key. That's why we have instituted in this church, the Lord gave me an instruction last year after our camp. And I just saw a memory that is about a year ago. That every Friday is a covenant day of fasting. And it's important you fast. I will not fast for you, like I said. We are fasting for each other. We are fasting with each other, not fasting for each other. We are fasting with each other. Hallelujah. And he said, tomorrow I'll do wonders. Because one of the amazing things about this crossing over is that God made them cross when it was the most dangerous time of the month to cross Jordan. And can I tell you something? In the midst of COVID, in the midst of the challenges the world is going through, God will do wonders amongst you when you take the big step. Can I tell you something? In the midst of this COVID, people's businesses have changed. People have, are making money. And don't sit down and say, oh, things are not going. And let me say something to you. We are in the new normal. COVID is a new normal. This marks, I don't know when we will stop wearing it. So psych up yourself. Now they say we should double it. So we'll double it. Whether you take the vaccine or not. And nobody should deceive you. Don't go and take the vaccine. Me, when I get, I can take turbo three, four, five. Who, don't, don't listen to those philosophies all over the place there. Who told you? You think God will allow a human being to kill everybody? 
You think God is the one? Look, no human being controls the affairs of God. You think that by somebody injecting you with a vaccine, you're going to get 666? Who told you that? Don't be deceived. I know all kinds of pastors, forgive me, all kinds of pastors on social media, eh, the vaccine contains whatever it is. Please, me, if they come right now, I'll stop preaching and receive the jab. I even want the, 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 the one which is only one jab. Johnson and Johnson one. Pah! And I'll still wear the marks. Don't be deceived. And let me say something to you. God is not going to do one less when everything is normal. When it's the worst. And I see God because he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, far above whatever we ask or think of. And I pray for somebody here. You are stepping into a new place, a new dimension. Things may be bad, but as you take your step, the Lord will show up for you. I'll show you what is going to, in the scriptures. And God is going to show you wonders. Today our world is disrupted because of COVID. But God wants us to still take new territories. It's a rare test of our faith. We must be able to take the step of faith. And God's power is activated by the faith of the priest. In God's word. That's why I preach. That's why a duty of a pastor is to activate the faith of members. God divided the Jordan because the priest stepped into it. Stepped into it. And you must be ready to take a step. Whatever you are suspended, go for it. Go for that land. Start building. Buy one cement bag. Do the blocks. Yeah. I'll tell you. The first house I ever built. I made the blocks in my, my, my landlord's, my former landlord's house. That's the only way I could do it. There may not be any proper condition for you. So take the move now. Don't say, I'm waiting for COVID. COVID is come to stay. We'll wear this thing for a long time. And what happens even after COVID, the disruption that would, which will take place in the world and its aftermath is very huge. Because in every hundred years, something disrupts the world system. The first world war, there was a disruption. That brought about the Renaissance and, and all that. The Second World War. It's after the destruction when all the nations have fighting for independence. After this, something, is, I don't know what happened, but something is shifting. And never sit down and say that, oh, I'm waiting for conditions should be better. Begin to position yourself. And begin to be sensitive to God. Number three, we must rest on God's provision. In verse seven, in verse seven, the Bible says here that, and it said, the Lord said to Joshua, this day I will begin to assault you in the sight of all Israel. That they may know that as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. As he was with Moses, so will he be with Joshua. It talks about provision. God has not grown weaker over the years. The power of God has not diminished at all. It's our faith that has diminished. As he was with Moses, so will he be with us. He has not changed. The God of 2020, 2019, 2018, 2017 is still going to be the God of 2021. And it's still the God of 2021. Like Dr. Nobel said last Sunday that there may be disruption all over the world, but God has not changed. And never think God has. And he said that as I was with Moses, when you look at the life of Israel, as they were going through the wilderness, number one, God supplied them with food, God supplied them with water, God supplied them with with meat, 
and manna. Numbers, numbers, no, uh, God supplied them and the second thing, God sustained them. It was said that when they wore a shoe from the, from the time they left Egypt and they are growing older, the shoe also expanded. Their clothes never get, got torn. Sustenance. Sustenance. And I want you to know that God is the still God of sustenance. And God will strengthen you with our faith. God fought their battles for them. Very, very important. So God has not gone weak. The same God who dealt with Israel, the same God who dealt with Joshua, that same God, the Bible says, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Put your trust in Jesus. God will provide for you. Can I tell you something? We went through the West. The whole world came to a standstill, but we are still here. We are still here. Say, I'm still here. I like saying this way. Tell the devil I'm still here. He wished we were gone, but we are not going to go. And I've told you, you must outlive this covet. Tell yourself, I will not die, but I will live to declare glory. I want you to follow the protocols. Make sure you take all the precautions. Determine that COVID will pass. And you'll still be here. Determine it. I am not saying that I know we've all lost loved ones, close people to where they were negligent. But you must determine that since you are here, I'll leave. Praise the name of the Lord. So God will strengthen us. God will protect us. And when you're going to a new territory, don't be afraid. There may be cabals there. There may be mafias there. There may be cartels there. But if God has sent you there, you have it. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, I know God. I know God. Look, that's why your covenant with God is very key. Because God is not giving you the land. The land, the Bible says that he was telling Israel that you are going to a land that I've prepared for. There were Amorites in the land. There were Hittites. And in your life, you will find Hittites and Amorites who, and Canaanites who will say this place doesn't belong to you. But if God has determined that it is yours, you will go in and possess. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Number four, we must respect God's precepts. The verse 8. The verse 8 says something. It says that you shall command the priest to bear, who bear the ark of the covenant, saying, when you come to the edge of the Jordan, you shall stand in the Jordan. What are the precepts? Precepts are general rules intended to regulate behavior and thought. We must not be questioning God's word. Sometimes people, when the word of God is preached, people come and say, Pastor, I'm not saying I don't reason, but don't question it. I'm not saying that whatever a man of God jump, say, <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. But you must follow his precept, follow his rules. God means what he says and that's what he means. Some of the Lord's commandments are difficult, but we must follow the commandments. Life will be much easier and simpler if we follow what God says we should follow. Now the Bible says here that when they get to the Jordan, the Jordan was at its highest brim. The Jordan was full. In the case of crossing the Red Sea, the Red Sea divided, but for this, that's why God is not God is, doesn't repeat himself. There are several things he does. And the method he will use with you is very different. Only you have to hear him. 
He said, when you get into the Jordan, step into it. And as soon as you step, let's see what happened in verse 14 to 17, quickly. 14 to 17. The Bible says that Joshua chapter 3, 14 to 17, said that, so it was when the people set off from their camp to cross over to the Jordan, the priests were burying the ark of the covenant before the people, and, and those who bought the ark came to the Jordan. The feet of the priests who bought the ark dipped at the edge of the water. For the Jordan overflows all its boundary the whole time of harvest. But the waters which came down from the upstream stood still and rose in a heap far away at Adam, the city that was beside Zeratan. So the salt seal, so the waters went down to the sea of Arab and the salt sea failed and were cut off and the people crossed over opposite Jericho. Then the priest who bore the Ark of the Covenant stood on the dry ground in the midst of the Jordan and Israel crossed over on the dry ground until everybody crossed completely over the Jordan. Look at the miracle. God told them that this one step in first. Can I tell you something? Don't wait for every condition. Step in. Oh, pastor, when I, when I make money, Pastor, when, 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 I, when I, I, I get all the money, then I'll propose to the lady. Someone will come and marry the lady in front of you. Some of you, anytime we are introducing somebody, they're going to say, yeah, I was targeting this sister. Talk now. Move now. The Bible says that when they got there, it says that you shall step in and the waters will stand. And I have realized that a lot of things we've done in this house, we just step in. And you must be a fit person. You must just be a fit person. Step in. Pastor, I don't have money to pay the fees. Go to the school. Pastor, I don't have money to, to build the house. Start building one, one block at a time. Little by little. Here a little, there a little. The Bible said that he told the priest to stand. You must be bold. Say boldness. Yeah. If you are going to take territories, you must be bold. Some people see me and say, Pastor, you are very bold. It is faith. It is Jideni Patapa. I don't know how to say Patapa in, in English. Huh? Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm not talking about that guy. <laughs> you must have faith. And when they, you ask, ah, Jesus Christ, if you, you, they, you ask of the price and they mention it, don't say, hey! Say, Ajubreo, cool. <laughs> and say, hallelujah. Praise God. Some of you are just afraid. I don't know, have you been given the assignment here before? Some of you, you have heard about Kimpiski, but you've never gone there. I'm giving you an assignment. After today, take Trotro. When you get to the children's hospital, drop. When you enter Kipkiski, ask them for their restroom. Go and clean your shoes. Go and sit at the poolside. Somebody come and say, what do you want? He said, I want a bottle of water. Anything else, he said, oh, ice and lemon. Healthy living. You are detoxing yourself. You just sit there. After you finish, they bring you a bill of 150. Don't shout. Is it 150 cities? 150 cities. Don't say, hey, it's too much. It's too much. I can buy one city. No. Sit there and smell the atmosphere. Walk around the place. And go. When you come out of the place, walk again. Take your throttle and come back home. 
The next time you go, you take orange juice. The next time you go, you're having dinner there. The fourth one, you go and spend a weekend in their presidential suit. Expose yourself. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Oh, yes. I've not told you my story before. 2003, I came here. I went to Trasaco Valley. I went to the, show. I went to the office. I said, take me around. They took me around the, 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 the Duke. They took me around the, the presidential. They took me around the Napoleon. You see, I'm mentioning them. And they took me to the, the, uh, the, the contemporary one. That's the presidential. And I went around. When they mentioned the prayer, I said, hallelujah. <laughs> I was not afraid. 2003. I was not afraid. I went and smelled the atmosphere. And you must. You must. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Today, I live in one. It's not in Trasoko, but I live in the same thing. Yeah. I determined. I built it myself. I smelt it. Don't be afraid. Some of you are just afraid. But today, the Bible said, when they step in, the water ceases. Today, may you step into a place. Step into a place of favor. Step into a place of opportunity. They may, you may go for that interview. Go boldly. Dress well. Sit down. Smell good. When they ask you the question, don't be, don't, don't, don't be afraid. Answer the question. Prepare yourself because God has given you the land. They are Amorites there. They may be Hittites there. There may be people who say that it belongs. And let me say this word. You will meet people tell you don't belong here. Tell them I belong here. The average Canaanite face was like a lion. They don't allow people, but you must say that also I'm determined to become whatever it is. The Bible says when they step in, the water sees. Today I'm speaking to you. The, the Jordan may be flowing. It may be at its high point. But don't be afraid to step in. And when you step in, the waters will cease. And you walk on a dry ground. It might not be Moses' style. It might not be your father's style. It might not be pastorist's method, but your personal method. And I speak over this house that in the month of March, somebody is stepping into a new territory. Anything that belongs to you, anything that is yours, anything that has, God has prepared for you, will not be afraid to step in. Take that possession. Take that land. Start that project. Go back to school. Have that baby. Don't be afraid. Woman, I know some women that when they ca it's coming to the time of the month where they get into their space of fertileness, they become afraid. Don't be afraid. God will give you that baby. I'm ready to dedicate twins and triplets in this house. It's going to happen for somebody. Somebody's going to have that breakthrough. Somebody's going to have that favor. Somebody's going to have that promotion. God is going to cause his work to come to pass because he's not a man to lie. He's not a son of man to repent. Has he said it? And will he not do it? And God is able to do exceedingly abundantly for above whatever we ask or think of. I speak over somebody that in this month, your life is about to shift. Possess the land. Take a, a bold step and take a bold stand. Stand your ground. And God will bless you. God bless you. Somebody give a hand clap unto the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. If you want to clap, clap properly, please. Amen. This morning, we are bringing our first fruit to the Lord. It's our covenant relationship. 
anytime you bring your first fruits, it's an indication that you are telling God, this is my relationship with you. And in this house, we admonish everybody to have a tight card. Number one, it helps you to follow the records through. It also helps the office to know whatever you're doing. Doesn't someone say, Pastor, I, mean, I don't want anybody to know that I'm giving you. The Bible says that when you go to heaven, the book of life will be open and other books too will be open. Other books too. Say other books too. Tight, open heaven's tight book also is there. Other books. Turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 2 verse 15 and 16 and 17. The principle of tithe goes through the scripture from the beginning. The first tithe was the seventh day that God rested. It was a tithe. It was a tithe. Now the Bible says here that then the Lord took man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. So your job is to tend and keep it. Whatever you are, tend and keep it. Let's go to the next verse. And the Lord commanded the man saying, of every three of the garden you shall, you may eat freely. You may eat freely. Okay? But the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat for the day you eat of it you shall surely die. So God has given you 100%, the whole garden. Now he tells you that the 90%, you can eat it anyhow. So if you take your salary, you want to go and sit at a place, eat it in with nine, all the 90%. God doesn't have a problem with that. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is the 10%. Is the, is the, is the, is the 10%. The 